Hi, everyone. Welcome to the We Shake podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with co-founder Tyler. And if you've been listening for the last number of episodes, you know who else is here with us. Dr. Lisa Folden. Hello. Hey there. I just want to say I'm proud of you both for being able to hold together during that <laughs> that intro because everybody's <laughs> laughing super hard about some silly stuff I'm not going to talk about right okay. now on the podcast. Okay, okay. Don't talk about we it. We can talk about it another time. But anyway, good for you guys. Thank you. True professionals. Yeah, true professionals over here. But as you know, if you've been listening... Uh, Dr. Folden's here with us as a guest host, and um, this episode's just the three of us because I want our listeners to know more about you. I know you've been on the podcast before, but uh, for those who haven't heard that episode, I thought it was absolutely worth our time to talk about your journey with toxic weight loss culture and how you got to doing the work that you're doing today because you're not only a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. That wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> right. You were like, I want to talk about and tackle this toxic weight loss culture stuff. And and you've joined our community and done um, some like lot you do. Well, you first of all, you host one of the live calls, the mm -hmm. Q&A. But you've also done the speaker series for us yeah. around how to break up with toxic weight loss culture. And I remember Nina had texted me right after the first one and she went, damn, <laughs> Lisa really knows what she's doing. So I was like, amazing. Let's 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 talk. So I would love to just know more about your journey and how you got to where you are today. And maybe we'll start there. Yeah, thank you. So um, sort of like everybody, right? I grew up in a home where bodies were talked about mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe not necessarily in the best way. Uh, I didn't experience a lot of body shaming like from my parents, but I I heard negative comments about bodies. So I knew, I realized like something mattered about the yeah. way you looked or the size or shape or weight of your body. And my dad, I mentioned this in another episode, my dad was actually a competitive bodybuilder. So I saw him, you know, chisel his body to perfection. He is the person who got me interested in fitness and sports. And so I, I grew up on sort of the same trajectory as most of us in the 80s and 90s. Diet culture was mm. in full control. And I made the decision to be a physical therapist when I was 16, excuse me, and I I was trained traditionally. So, you know, we learned about the muscles and the joints and the nerves and how things work together. And there's always an undertone of, and also, you know, body size impacts mm -hmm. your joints and your abilities and all of those things. So I came into uh, my profession as a standard physical therapist who treated people, you know, and might recommend weight loss because it was just a part of what I thought was health and, you know, healthy. And, um, sorry, that's funny. You can just pick up right there. <laughs> um, there we go. So I just thought that was a part of what was health and what was, you know, healthy. So it wasn't until I started recognizing my personal experience with weight and weight loss. And I probably started like trying to lose weight at 14. Like I was a kid, never like a really big child, but just felt like, like her body looks better, like thinner is better. And so I always internalized that thought. And so I was, what, 34 and I'd had my third child and he was about 16 months old and I finally stopped nursing and nothing else changed in my lifestyle. I was, you know, eating pretty healthy, moving fairly regularly, but I started gaining weight and I freaked out. I was like, no way can I gain another pound? And I just remembered like being so obsessive about this idea that my body should be a certain way. It was like my identity was wrapped up in it. Like I was the fitness girl. I was the exercise instructor. I was teaching, you know, uh, stability ball core workouts while pregnant, you know. So 
I had this identity around fitness and my body looking a certain way. And so I freaked out and then um, basically like I dived headfirst into some disordered behaviors because I didn't want to gain weight. So I started exercising seven days a week, no breaks. I think I went like seven months without a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like straight up seven months every day. Now, the workouts, literally, literally, zero days off. Zero days off. Oh, my God. I went berserk. I was just so frustrated with my body not listening to me because I thought, you know, I was in charge. (laughs) I will force you. (laughs) You are going to listen. So, yeah, seven months, no days off. And then I was eating all of my food out of these small portion containers. So the protein container was, you know, sizable. The vegetable container was nice, but that carb container was like that. So I was eating from those. And within... I would say like four to five months. I lost like 20 pounds. And then what happened? I got praised for it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh my God, three babies where you look great. And I was feeding off of that, you know, energy and those those compliments. And then about seven months in, I was like, okay, this is a lot. I'm a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but you know what? I'm not going to go. Because like, I know, I, I was smart enough to know, like, I know what the yo-yo looks like, right? You go crazy, you stop. I was like, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go from seven days to five. And then instead of eating from the containers, I'm just going to be real mindful about my portions. And so I did that. And literally within three months, y'all, I gained back every pound and five more. So I was feeling like defeated and down on myself and sad. And I think for like a couple more years, I kept trying to grasp at straws to find other, you know, weight loss options and nothing was successful. And I now know why, because intentional weight loss is like 97 percent ineffective for most people. So hold on, let's let's just make sure that people understand. Yeah. Can you just say that one more time? So any attempt at weight loss, diet, lifestyle change, whatever fancy intermittent fasting, whatever, it's 97 percent ineffective. So if 100 of us go on a diet, 97 of us will not lose weight (laughs) and definitely lose it, not lose it and keep it off for more than one to three years. Maybe three people will, maybe. But then when there's data beyond three years, those three people drop down to maybe one. And you can assume that perhaps anyone who is successful consistently might be engaging in very disordered behaviors because it takes a lot of work to fight your body's natural desires, (laughs) natural set point, natural biochemistry to change it and make it what you think it should be. So I was over myself and I stumbled upon the book Health at Every Size by Dr. Lindo Bacon. And for me, that was the difference because it wasn't just like a feel good thing like, oh, just love yourself. You should feel better. You know, body positivity. It was like science. So it was like, this is why diets fail. You know, this is, you know, the truth behind some of the the things we know to be, you know, as far as obesity goes and weight and all of that stuff. And I was like, mind blown. And literally, I, I tell people, like, I started working on another doctorate, <laughs> like mm. in health at every size and in toxic diet culture, because I just read, I just kept going the next book, the next book, the next book, listening to podcasts, you know, searching Instagram and the Internet. And um, I shifted my entire personal life. I was like, I can no longer like pursue weight loss as like my end goal for life. Mm-hmm. And then um, then I switched my entire practice um, to focusing on weight inclusive care because a, a part of what I learned in this journey is that people in large bodies are very much mistreated in the world, but in the medical field mm-hmm. especially, um, to the point where you can go and there may not be a chair that you can fit in comfortably. And you can go and say, Hey, like I have a headache, a migraine, and you might be told, oh, if you just lose weight, that might help, <laughs> you know. So I decided like I wanted to cater to a, a community uh, peop- of people who are mistreated, you know, in the medical world. So 
My practice is now weight inclusive. I work exclusively with people in what I say diverse bodies. And then I also work with people who are in eating disorder recovery because that was the second half of my learning and recognizing like the highest correlation to being on a diet is not losing weight. It's actually gaining weight and the development of an eating disorder. So, <laughs> I mean, if people knew those risks before right. they went into that, I think you would think twice. So I want to ask a question because that's quite a journey. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know what was, you know, on the uh, I mean, I, I don't know if we're ever really on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, g- going through that, what was like the hardest thing? Right. There's got to be maybe there's some hard things, but also what was the like most incredible thing? Oh, that's a good question. So the hardest thing, of course, was like losing my identity because that's who I thought I was. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> People got to look at themselves in the mirror and let that go. Oh, that's triggering. I still yeah. I still struggle with that. Like there's a part of me that's like, I want to be the best at this or look the best. And it's like, OK, let it go, Lisa. So letting go of that identity that I had associated with my body size and my fitness level and things of that nature. The very cool thing that's come out of it is like this freedom. Of like the, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I'm going to look how I want to look. I'm going to take up space. I'm not going to feel bad. Yeah. You know, like I went to a, a wine bar and I was like, hey, these bar stools, like I'm a size 12 and I can't fit in this comfortably. This is not accessible. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you're right. And we're sorry. And so being able to speak up for yourself mm-hmm. and advocate wow. for, for for myself and for other people, like that's been beautiful because, you know, you get to bring stuff to people's attention that, they don't even know it's like a thing, yeah. you know? So um, so that's been fun, the the freedom and the liberation of it all and then being able to be a really good advocate. Love that. <laughs> One of the things I think that people need to understand, and I think you might be able to paint this picture really beautifully, is there's this notion that if you look the way that you think you're supposed to look, you will love yourself. And what I'm hearing you say is that your journey is the opposite, right? It's that I was hating myself and that's what kept me there and kept me stuck and frustrated and down this cycle over and over again. And it wasn't until you let that all go and just said, I'm going to let me be who I want to be that you did appreciate and love yourself. So how do, how do we, how do you share that with the listeners so that they realize like that is the truth, right? Yeah. And you know, so a lot of times with clients, what I'll do is some of us have like body goals and it might be a celebrity, right? But then some of us are like, okay, I have to be realistic. It's my body, right? And so a lot of people come with body goals from a previous version of themselves. Mm. So it'd be like, that's how I looked in high school or this is how I looked in college or before I had babies. And that picture in their head is like, okay, I was good. And so what I do to sort of uh, break the ice there is to say, okay, let's just be realistic. I need you to transport back to this picture. When you were in this body, tell me how you felt. And everybody says the same thing, like, oh, I was trying to lose weight then, too. (laughs) Or I didn't really like myself then, too. Or, you know what, my life wasn't really together then either. So it's like understanding. And then some people get to the point, right, where they lose the weight. Like, I lost some of the weight, and I still wasn't satisfied. I was like, okay, this is good. I'm getting compliments, but there's more. I got at least more 10 pounds, like at least 10 more pounds I can drop. You know, I can do this and make this look. We're never satisfied. It becomes this carrot and we're just chasing it and chasing it. And you're never going to get it because there's no such thing as like perfection in bodies. Like we're chasing perfection in bodies. It doesn't exist. And then we think we're going to experience some, you know, of happiness and joy and success because like diet companies are such great. They're such so great at marketing. (laughs) Like they'll show you someone in a large body and they just look sad and like life has really done them wrong. They don't have a job and they don't have friends and they don't have a lover. 
and then all of a sudden a computer simulation takes all the fat away from their bodies and they're running on the beach hand in hand in love and they're successful. And it's just a fucking lie <laughs> that we've been sold, but we believe it and we internalize it and then we chase and we chase and we chase until we're tired or dead, you know? So it's making people recognize like you didn't really get what you thought you were going to get from being a certain size anyway. So like, let's, let's shift the focus. I mean, I think this idea of letting go of the identity and our identity can even be like something that we think about ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like it doesn't even have to necessarily be true. Yep. So like if I'm thinking of myself in the body size that I was in high school, I'm associating with that identity, but that identity isn't even there. So it could even Gone. just be like a thought of even doesn't even have to be like the, the, the true existence of what is today. Mm hmm. But I think a lot of it is letting go. Yeah. And I think, oh, letting go is so hard. It's so hard. But it's like, what do you really want at the end? Right. Do you want self-worth? Do you want self-validation? Do you want peace? Do you want acceptance? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want those things, then part of that journey is letting go. Yeah. Part of that journey is releasing those identities mm -hmm. and knowing that there's infinite possibilities. And that's what I try to tell people to all the time is like, if it were true that being in a small, smaller body equated to acceptance, happiness, all this stuff, mm -hmm. then you would never be able to find a person in a larger body who had those qualities. And that's right. simply not true. I actually got a question for you, and this mm -hmm. one might be a little stinger. So, like, we can't ignore the reality mm -hmm. that when you are in that body, yeah. people do give you that validation. Fat. And then when you're not, people do shit on you. Yep. Right? And so somebody's experience of being thin and being not thin can be that right yeah. in the real world right so how do we change that well that's and that's true that's very true um i think it's important to point that out and i like to say that especially when we're talking about people who just live and exist in large bodies you know there there's a level of mistreatment that that we'll never experience because we've never lived that right yeah. and you're right the world is not as kind it's not as open or loving um, opportunities are withheld. So yes, I never like to take away from the idea that like that is true for a lot of people. And unfortunately, you know, we can't just, you know, wave a magic wand and change the world. But I think there's a level of, of understanding required to know that even though, yes, you are maybe mistreated when your body is larger and maybe treated better when your body is smaller, that's still not, it's not what you think it is. It's not like people love you and care about you that's a superficial behavior. Right. You know what I mean? It's that's, fake validation. It's fake right? validation. It's fake, uh, it's I mean, fake love. I really <laughs> want to be have close connection with somebody who's going to treat you differently based, based on, on how you, what yeah. size body you have anyway. Exactly. I mean, so you, even if you get that body that you think that you want, you're like you said, mm -hmm. you're getting fake validation from people. Mm -hmm. And if they're mistreating you, go, I mean, hard left somewhere else. Like, yeah. why would you even want to be associated with somebody like that? But when you go home and it's just you and your thoughts, like that valid, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So really, and, you know, we talked about this on a, with our last guest. It's really about going within and being to yourself what you want from everyone else. Mm -hmm. Giving yourself the validation. Mm -hmm. Recognizing, like, I am good. I am worthy. I am loved. I love myself. If no one else loves me, I love me. So that part, doing the, the mind. It's work. the more you fall in love. Hey there, if you're enjoying the We Shape podcast and you've heard us talk about We Shape before, then you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, what is We Shape? Well, at We Shape, we create personalized at home workouts. 
for every single one of our members. These are workouts where every single movement is customized to you to help you connect with your body and care for your body in a much more meaningful way. We also have a community of people there to support you, to help uplift you as you examine your beliefs, set new intentions, and again, start showing up for yourself as an act of self-care rather than trying to do your workouts as an act of self-judgment. And hey, if you're a fan of the podcast, we also do a live podcast discussion group on Zoom, as well as other Q&As, as well as free challenges for all of our members to help you get motivated to actually start taking action to caring for yourself so you can feel better in your body and about your body. So if you want to try WeShape for free for two full weeks, go to WeShape.com backslash podcast and you can get started today. That part, doing the, the mind. It's the more you fall in love with who you are and the more you're able to express that without the fear of judgment. Yeah. The more you realize that everyone else throwing shit at you is just their own shit. It's, their it's own just their own shit. shit. It's their own lack of self-love because if you deeply love and appreciate yourself and have compassion for yourself... Well, guess what? You can deeply love, appreciate, and have compassion for others. And it's just, it starts here at home. And yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people struggle with that, right? Because yeah. they feel that. And when they feel that, I think what I'm hearing you say is the message isn't, oh, I need to change this. Yeah. It's recognize that this person is throwing their shade at you, right? And you can pause for a second and be like, I don't need to listen to this. Nope, it, don't need to listen. more of us who lean into this different set of values mm -hmm. and different ideas around true authentic connection and and like more sincere internal validation the more of us who do that the value system will shift absolutely like the it's value shifting. the yeah, value system shifting. we're pushing the needle yeah. the value system that exists today is literally made up <laughs> it, it and it's like we talked about before like nobody is born hating somebody else no nobody is born judging somebody else or discriminating against somebody else those are learned behaviors these are made up rules i always i this is might be weird but like i'm always like i feel like life's like the truman show like it's not like so many things are made up it's like i, I it just is, you you said the 80s and 90s right yeah if you if you were part of this generation you said they were what do you say ruled by diet culture yeah right? that was and if we go even further we talk about society and toxic weight loss culture but society is being hoodwinked by capitalist agendas. Let's not let's be like for real. Like this, diet is, culture is like the cousin to capitalism. Right. It's just it's 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 <laughs> hey, we understand that if we paint this picture of this happiness, whatever that may be, whether that's an, a, a body image, a success, uh, a whatever, right? And you feel inadequate that you will buy our products. Yeah. That's that's the reality. Fact. You tell me that's not Truman Show shit. That <laughs> is that sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that movie really freaked me out when I watched that movie. I was I like, I can't same. watch this. I, can't I enjoyed it, this. but same. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you mentioned earlier like letting go of things, and that I did like a challenge with my followers um, last year. It was called the Let Yourself Go Challenge, mm -hmm. and it was because of this. Um, you know, those both icky conversations, like, oh, she's really let herself go. Did you see so and so? She. And it's like this idea that if you don't look like you used to look, if you've aged in some way, which is insane because we're supposed to age. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh my <laughs> but if you've aged in some way, you've gained weight, you know, she's really let herself go. And so the premise of the challenge was to let go of society's unrealistic beauty and body standards and just live in the freedom of what your body is and who you are right now. And just be OK with that. Be OK with the changes. Like if I could tell every like little Lisa or any child in this world like the most important information to know about your body is it's supposed to change. Mm -hmm. It's going to change. And we need to all make peace with that change. Yeah, but we really think our bodies need to stay like some unrealistic representation of like our youth 
you know, we don't want to be wrinkled. We don't want gray hair. We don't want to get larger. We don't like everything has to be some pretend version of perfect. And you will just wear yourself out chasing those things. So it's been freeing. You'll spend, <laughs> you'll spend your life, right? This is your life, life and you'll money. Spend your, <laughs> yeah. your, money, your energy, your, your, your happiness chasing something that you think will fulfill you and it won't. I was watching this TikTok the other day that was about, there was like seven different women who were probably in their 70s. And they were talking about age and they were like, we're supposed to age. Like when people tell me that I look young for my age, I tell them, no, I want to look my age. my age. And they just owned it. Mm -hmm. And they had confidence and self-esteem and just like an energy of like, this is what I like. This is mm -hmm. what I want. And I tell you, there's something to be said about somebody who has an energy like that. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. there's no diet that will ever beat that type of energetic exchange when you have with someone. You know what I mean? Like I could just feel their confidence to the screen saying like, fuck that culture. Fuck that. Yeah. That that expectation, that standard. I'm owning who I am mm -hmm. and I'm going to be the one in charge of that. No one else is going to tell me what. That's is, beautiful. Yeah. It was like it was like all these. Yeah. It was incredible to watch. Yeah. I, I was like we could appreciate every step of the journey. Like, why do we have to go like. Go back to this one. This was better. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best days of my life. Like, no. <laughs> Why? Why? I know. Yeah, I don't know where, where this comes from. I, I don't think know. We also don't appreciate wisdom in our society. We don't. We, you know, we, we take our, our most experienced individuals and we shove them into homes and we don't ask them questions. And like, if you've ever spent any time talking to someone who has lived decades and decades and decades and just ask them an interesting question mm -hmm. they are going to give you an answer that you don't expect sure. and most of it's going to be centered around most of the things i thought really mattered didn't exactly right and yep. that it's so important to just be connected to yourself and be authentic and have close family and friends and things that really bring meaning to life mm -hmm. and all this stuff that we're told again marketing capitalism all this social media everything that makes us go oh i want that life right all that stuff is just, it's not real. I mean, with real. age, you you do get to learn, like, what's most important. And that's, mm -hmm. like, they get, it's, like, down to the brass tacks. Like, right. what what do we, what what is it that was really important? And I, yeah. have you guys ever taken those uh, Harvard bias tests? Mm -mm. You haven't done this? Harvard did so. this study where they, like, they, like, try to help you identify where your unconscious biases are. Oh. So they have it like around, uh, like it's like there's one for like elderly people, for black people, for um, gender, for uh, uh, like sexuality, for, oh. for everything. I actually scored that I was biased for elderly people. <laughs> I love it. And then Tyler was like, like I'm better. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And then I was like, does that mean I don't like children? Like it was like, you have a bias against children. I was like, oh no. But I, I've always felt that about people who are older than me. I'm like, you know something that I don't know. Right. Like you've been through things that I have not been through. Like help me understand. But I don't, we don't live in a culture that really values that. No, we don't. Yeah. 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 I highly recommend people taking those tests, by the way. I'm going to check it out. Because they're unconscious biases, right? Yeah. So it's like learned behaviors. So it's painful to take them in some ways, but like push through that pain because do it. because you're unconscious of the biases, but they help you become conscious of them. And so then you can, you know, I, it's an incredible test that they did. I highly recommend it. I'd love to take a little left turn here right sure. now too, because um, one of the things that I was so excited about to have you come into the WeShape community is this depth and breadth of understanding around toxic weight loss culture and your own personal journey of dealing with it. And 
a extensive knowledge in movement, right? We hosted a coaching call for the members last night and I, I jumped in and answered a few things and I kind of sat back and listened uh, to you, Dr. Lisa, answer a few things. And I was pleasantly surprised whenever I sat back, you you would literally answer it like the exact same way I would have answered it. <laughs> like literally like to the T, there was a couple of times I was like, damn, that was exactly the way I would have answered it. And I think that's so cool to have a connection with somebody who sees that. And obviously you get to see that through physical therapy. Like one of the easiest ways to understand the value of, you know, quality movement of developing strength, flexibility, balance, and coordination instead of doing cardio and pumping your muscles is yeah. to see people show up to a clinic in pain and trying to help them learn how to move their body so they're not in pain anymore. But I'm curious in your own journey, right? You said you were exercising every day, seven months straight. Yeah. I anticipate some of that was not movement centric to help my body feel good. How did you bridge the gap between what most people think fitness is, which is cardio and pumping their muscles, to, wait, I'm going to do my workouts so that I can feel good, so that I can move my body for as long as possible and have that movement freedom. I'll be honest. It took me a long time, like a long time. I ended up having to take a break from tradi traditional movement and exercise because I could not separate the two. Yeah. All of my focus on exercise was always about, like, how thin can I get? How much weight can I lose? How many calories can I burn? It wasn't intuitive, and it wasn't to feel good. It was actually... I, admitting this is tough. It was actually to feel bad. I worked out to the point of I wanted to feel like I needed to vomit or like I needed to pass out. That to me was the, the test of a successful <laughs> and good workout, pushing my body to the limit. So it sucked and it was it was hard to come out of that. So I had to stop traditional fitness for a while. And what does a while mean? So I think it was like, first it was just like a week, right? And then it was like, okay, let me go back. And no, it wasn't working. Got sucked right back in. So then you it was like. You were looking at the calorie counter on there. You're like, oh, crap. Thinking like, this doesn't count. I didn't sweat enough. So first it was a week. <laughs> then it was a couple weeks. I mean, all in all, it was probably like six months off and on of like just being done with that. Because I had to reconstruct a fitness routine that brought me a little bit of joy, that made sense, that helped me in some way. So I tried to focus on deficits like oh you know I've noticed I've gotten a little weak here so let me do some exercises to strengthen this muscle group I had to keep it very basic like this is weak let me make it strong this is inflexible let me make it more flexible because just doing like a straight workout and I was a huge like um, beach body person so doing those workouts oh, high intensity getting after yeah. I'm talking P90X yeah. I'm talking I was doing a lot of stuff with my body and it was kind of cool right like oh because I, I enjoyed some of that but it was for an end goal. So it, it was always like going back to what is my why? Why am I mm -hmm. actually doing this? And every time I might get going for a week and then I'm like, nope, <laughs> start over. So it's a process of, of learning and unlearning, trying and trying again, switching it out, trying something different. You know, I had to just back it up to like going for walks because I'm like, I really like to look at birds. So I'm just going to walk and I can see the birds. So now I'm getting some joy, some fresh air, and I'm moving my body. And then let's build up from there. <laughs> and sometimes I would build up and I'd have to go back and build. And it's OK. But there was a lot of judgment in that because I'm like, I'm not really working out. You know, that ugly voice we were talking about earlier. That's not really enough. You're not really doing that much. And it's like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And then the real hard part, when I stopped restricting so much and I stopped exercising so much, I gained weight. Like, that's the real hardcore truth of it. And that's what people need to know. You're going to go on an anti-diet journey. You're going to go on an intuitive eating journey. I know we've had some guests that say, like, oh, my weight settled back down. Girl, no, no. I went up because I had been trying to keep it down for years. So most people who embrace intuitive eating 
and no longer, you know, being excessive with their exercise, you're probably going to gain weight. That is so hard to reconcile when your identity is centered around not getting bigger, not getting larger, not gaining weight. So I had to make peace with that. And I've had to make peace a couple times with that because it's happened more than once. I mean, that we talked about that on a previous episode when one of the guests was saying that I just went back to and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That <laughs> is not the normal. <laughs> and so and, and so like learning to catch yourself even in that of mm-hmm. like, OK, well, if I do intuitive eating, then maybe I'll naturally. And it's like, that's just, the diet culture still. You're that the diet culture. <laughs> yep. So those nuances and finding that every time and, and checking it and then being compassionate with myself because, duh, why wouldn't I be stressed about gaining weight? We live in a world that makes it so- seem like weight gain is the worst thing in the world. So, OK, it's all right, Lisa. It's fine. Your body changed. Go shopping <laughs> for yeah. new clothes, for new clothes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fit your body so you can feel good while you're moving and living and navigating the world. So coming up with ways to uh, address those ugly feelings and and talk myself through it and then be okay with starting over because and that's how Dr. Lisa developed her shopping habit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just play around. Oh, could do. Uh, that's beautiful. I think what you said something there is powerful cuz I like you know me. I'm on this I'm on this mission of like how do we get people to say the word exercise and understand it in the way that I'm trying to get people to understand yeah. it, which is that movement freedom, right? And I think that you said something powerful there and I I shared the same journey in a much different way, which was like, where am I deficient? And not from like a, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm less than and I don't deserve love and all right. this stuff. It's more like, are my hamstrings tight? Are my hip flexors tight? Is my posture bad? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I, do I have weakness in certain areas of my body? And then learning how to approach those things and, and work on them. And then all of a sudden, what, what I notice, especially from people in WeShape who do our workouts, it's, it's the, um, the daily activities mm-hmm. that they're doing that become easier. Yep. That's when you know you're showing up for your workouts from the right place, Absolutely. right? If you're trying to learn how to like, you know, go gardening and have it be easier or you have something, some task you want to do. Like so many of our members like, oh, I, I do this one thing once a year. I do this thing here. I do this thing there. Yeah. And then they do these workouts which address these types of deficiencies. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I was able to do this with less pain, yep. with more stamina. I feel better in my body. And yeah. it's just like, God, that's got to be the North Star for people. Did you yep. do something? That made you feel better in your body. That gave you more freedom of movement in your daily life. And if that's the case, you're doing it right. You're doing and it. And if right. you're doing that, and the and the little thought slips in, which it will. Oh, maybe if I keep doing this, I'll get back <laughs> but to I the deal. I think you the know? most important thing that you're saying too is that the thoughts are going to come. In. They are. That's yeah. part of how we were raised. Mm-hmm. And so to just offer yourself kindness and grace. Well, thank you so much for being a co-host with us. We've thank loved you. having you. Come out to California and, and join us. What do you so, want to tell the people? What do you, what's, the, what's the most important thing you want to tell the people? No pressure. You are more than a body. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a great Just one. our meat suit, y'all. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just the Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you again so much, Lisa. We love having you here. Uh, don't forget to check us out at WeShape.com. We're also on all social platforms at WeShape for movement-related content and at WeShape Podcast for podcast clips. And if you need to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at podcast at weshape.com and we will see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. 
So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, make sure you click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash free, where you can build your first workout and activate your two-week free trial. See you next week.